0: Every team, every topic, everywhere this is
1: believe. Ich wart seit Wochen auf diesen Tag
0: und tanze vor Freude über den Asphalt,
1: als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's sein Lied. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. My name is Manuel Fiet, and yeah, once again by, joined by Stefan Biankowski. Stefan, um I'm an hour ahead of you. Oh yes. same time zone almost. You're usually seven
0: or eight hours behind, and now today you're an hour ahead. Yeah, very, very confusing.
1: Very confusing. Um, it does, <laughs> it does feel odd though because uh, I got up super early at six o'clock, dealt with the Masrurini transfer update from last night. Um, pretty safe to say that's done, right? We reported that on Transfermarkt yesterday, uh, right. and then updated it this morning, so that article's up. And then also dealt with. Um, there's a nice article up on Adyemi and his replacement on Transfermarkt as well. Want to also point that up? Update, wrote that real quick this morning. And then I went for a break. And that's when you guys came on. I was like, already everything done. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Ready to put your feet up for the day? No, not quite. I think there's still... It's so busy in May for Bundesliga teams, isn't it? Um, oh, no, it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. I mean, it's May 12th. And the biggest transfer stories are already kind of seem to go through um i guess that's good for you because then you can focus on the uk stuff in, in june and july but it's kind of strange um the masruni stuff i was i flew yesterday to to Germany and we were about an hour and a half away from landing and thankfully at internet when I got those messages about Masrouni pretty much being done and then I typed it to you in the chat and you put it up on the side and the internet kept cutting in and out while we were like approaching a Munich and the stewardess was yelling at me to put my laptop on our way. I was like quick I should still have to tell Stefan the contract length
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ah. Uh. But it's you were were telling me this literally as you were flying over me as
1: well at one point. (laughs) Pretty funny stuff. Uh, uh, it got all done, it looks good on the side. I I think we'll have, I think there is so much happening in terms of transfers. And we decided before the show, this is just your regular preview podcast. We're going to talk about transfers. I think Um, I'm going to Leverkusen this weekend, so when I come back from Leverkusen. Um, on Monday, when we do our regular show, we're going to have a big transfer update because there's so much happening, and I feel like we need to comprise it all in one episode. So, don't worry, that's coming. We have a huge update coming for you where we're going to discuss a lot of stuff. Uh, this is your usual preview, and I think we we'll jump right into this preview right after this break. This episode of the Game Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That is BELIEVE. B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So, yeah. Um, match day 34. Um, we're almost done with the season, Stefan. Um, yeah. It's. You know, I love this final day of the season. It's it's always I, I find it it's almost kind of like uh, the last day uh, before the summer break. It's like the, you know when we were, still went to school and it was the last day for summer break. It's a similar feeling in a lot of ways, <laughs> um, because some things have already been decided. Some things have not been decided. There's also it's also a day of celebration for some clubs. It's a day of mourning for some other clubs as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but overall, like it's, it's always a really nice match day, um, uh, a fascinating match day. And we have some really interesting games we'll get to them in due time, but I feel like we need to work through, through a couple before we get there. And the first two, and I, I, as always, I'm going through them as, as they provided by bundesliga.com. So the same way they list them there. Um, the first one is Borussia Dortmund against Hertha, um, Hertha still have something to play for. Fighting against relegation. Mm. And I maintain that they're in trouble and I tip that Dortmund will win this game 3-1. Yeah,
0: you know, I've, I have I kind of can't look past the Dortmund win for this game either. Um, they won't have, you know, a completely full-strength squad, but they should have most of the players they need. It's going to be a big send-off for Haaland. He's going to be working his socks off to leave a good impression, I think. So... I just can't really see anything beyond a Dortmund win for this game. Um, I've, I've actually put down a 2 1 win for Dortmund. Um, and sorry, Hertha, but I just can't really see them overturning the odds here. I can't see them spoiling Haaland's big day.
1: Yeah. So that's. We'll get to Stuttgart later. Um, Aldo, do you want to talk about that game next? Because that is the next decisive one for the relegation battle, right? It's not in the order that the Bundesliga side has them. They should. But you want to talk about that next, then? Yeah, sure. So this
0: is my game of the week, actually. Um, Just because... I just think it's probably going to be the most fascinating match because, obviously, first and foremost, you've obviously got Stuttgart, who are fighting for their lives, Mm -hmm. really hoping to kind of overturn the odds and get three points and hope the Hertha obviously drops them. Or Hertha don't pick up any, actually. But then on the other side, you've also got Cologne, who can still kind of grab a sixth place finish, maybe in fifth place actually, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, maybe not with goal difference, but can still grab sixth if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Um, they can
1: grab sixth, but they they mathematically could get fifth, but it's nine goals difference.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I don't
1: really foresee that
0: happening. Um, so it's two teams got something to play for Um, two teams really kind of scrapping there to kind of get pick up points at the end of the end of the season and they've been two really interesting clubs to watch this season Stuttgart have kind of been very inconsistent they've had some great highs some great lows Mm. Uh, and Cologne have been far more consistent this year uh, except until last week which a very surprising uh, defeat to Wolfsburg which I was not expecting but that's just a way of it recently. So yeah, um, I just think it's going to be a great proper. It's not really. A, I wouldn't go so far as call six pointer, obviously, but it's a game in which both teams will be desperate to win. Um, and as ever with Stuttgart, uh, my player to watch would be Sasa Kladsic, who mm. has had a bit of a dry run recently. But he did pick up a goal last week against Stuk- uh, against Bayern, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And I I just feel like on his day, he's one of the most kind of useful strikers in the league. He kind of has a bit of everything, so you know, I think Cologne will probably fancy their chances, but Klasic could kind of spoil the party for them.
1: Yeah, I have this is a 3-0 win for Stuttgart. Um, really, wow. Yeah. You just say Cologne are going to give up. Yeah, just I thought Stuttgart were really good against Bayern. They should have probably won that game, and I think if they play like that they'll beat Cologne.
0: Hmm. That's a good point, yeah. It's a fair
1: point, fair point. And um, if had the good result goes the way we think, that would be enough for them. Yeah, that's
0: a good point as well. Almost, you'd think so, but I don't know. I think both teams are going to be gunning for three points.
1: Yeah, so what was your tip again for that game?
0: Uh, well, funnily enough, I think both teams will be gunning for three points, but I actually think it will finish in a draw. <laughs> ah. all right because i mean this i think they're both just going to end up cancelling each other out um Mm -hmm. so i've actually gone for a 1-1 draw which doesn't sound that interesting but i think it's just gonna be a really tight cagey match uh it's probably definitely will be the one i'll be watching this weekend
1: yeah for sure it's going to be very interesting um yeah i'm actually looking forward following that match um so we'll see the relegation battle going down to a wire it's going to be Either Hertha or Stuttgart in 16th. Technically, I mean Bielefeld, um, still within a shout. Um, let's do that. Let's do that match next because it is it is also important, right? This case for the for the Champions League. Um, Bielefeld are facing Leipzig, and um, Bielefeld have a mathematical chance to stay in the league. They have to make up seven goals to Stuttgart. Hope that Stuttgart lose. Um, it's going to be hard. On top of that, they're playing Leipzig. who essentially need a draw to secure the Champions League. They, they are 12 goals ahead of Freiburg and two points. So they need a draw. Uh, but I think, Stefan, my tip for this one is that Leipzig wins 3-1. Yeah, I've gone through almost exactly the same uh Result, I'm going
0: for 3-0 to Leipzig. You know, <laughs> the fact that Armenia are having to rely on this final game of the season just kind of shows how disappointing they've been. Most notably in the last couple of months, I really thought they'd kind of pulled themselves together uh, over the turn of the year. Um, but it's fell, fallen apart dramatically in the last couple of months. And uh, I just think they're going to get blown away by Leipzig here. Leipzig only have, what, one player out, I think. Hider is the only one who's out missing this game. Uh, there's no other doubts. They've got a full bill, full clean bill of health, mm-hmm. um, and I think Tedesco's team will be really determined to make sure they finish the season with three points, secure fourth place, put those kind of troubles behind them in terms of Europa League, and then they can focus on the in the cup
1: final. I just, I just do not see any upsets here, so I've gone for 3-0 Leipzig. Yeah, and that means uh, Bielefeld relegated. Um, essentially, the own goal by American George Bellow will be the the final moment. Um, Curious to see what his future is going to be like. Lots of stuff happening at Bielefeld. I think Stefan Ortega, Sven Ulreich renewing his contract to Bayern. I think Ortega is probably then going to Leverkusen or another mm. Bundesliga team looking for a very good goalkeeper. Ortega is a very good goalkeeper, Stefan. Um, oh,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: And he's he's in the contention to go to Qatar. And yeah,
0: it's-, it, it's such an odd situation right now with Bayern goalkeepers right now because they've also got a very good goalkeeper in France right now who... Yeah has quite openly came out and said, well, look, if Neuer's sticking around, I'm not coming back to Bayern, <laughs> which is just an odd, such a bizarre, outspoken thing to say. But they've got that on the one hand. On the one hand, they got Neuer keeping one keeper out from joining the club. And now, obviously, the backup keeper stains obviously forcing their take. Well, not forced their take, but it means he's not going to go there either. So I think, I think he'd be a great signing for Leverkusen this summer, um, yeah. who I think probably should use another goalkeeper, to be perfectly honest with you. But... Um, yeah, wherever he ends up. I doubt he'll be playing in this five Bundesliga next season. No,
1: no way. Um, and what a development too. We had him in 1860 um, in the second division where he struggled and he's since become, I think, he, in my opinion, he's one of the four or five best goalkeepers in Germany. Um, so good for him, um, whatever comes next. And then, then of course, uh, Nielsen is headed to to um, to St. Louis, to Lutz um in the MLS, so they're losing him too. interesting stuff happening at Bielefeld I think um you know that's that's something to deal with maybe next week. Um, let's let's get rid of some of the dead rubber shall we uh, Wolfsburg Bayern. I have a feeling here Stefan that Bayern are ups, finally are going to shake some of the stuff that's going on and we have so much to talk about next week about Bayern. Oh boy, the stuff that's coming out right now. Um, Hollywood is is an, is an understatement for what's going on there and don't worry we will, we will dissect it break it down um, they're making some signings too but oh, 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 there is some stuff happening in the back rooms but I think they're going to smash Wolfsburg 5 now. they're finally going to win a game <laughs> poor old Bayern finally going to win a game yeah. uh, no I
0: completely agree with you uh, Wolfsburg have absolutely nothing left to play for uh, after picking up that win against Cologne last weekend, um, who I think, by the way, have kind of slid, slid under the radar here. Slid under the radar, that's not an expression. You fly under the radar. Um, you know, we are all kind of talking about whether that new head coach that comes in in January, was it January or December? I can't remember. And Kofeld, like whether he was actually going to be able to fix things. And there's a lot of question marks over that. And their form was very dodgy for a long yeah. period of time. But... They have kind of got their act together in the last kind of five or six weeks of the season. Um, and they've now kind of got some, and, you know, obviously they're moving on players who don't want to be there. They're bringing in players that do. It's an interesting time for Wolfsburg. They might actually end up having a quite a quiet, impressive summer and kind of get back on track next summer and next season. So having said all that, I still think they're probably going to lose this game. I don't think it's going to be blown away by any means. I think they'll probably lose 2-1 to Bayern. Um, it'd be a pretty straightforward match, I think.
1: I think um, that Courfeyrac is a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to put it, I suppose. <laughs> I just don't understand how he keeps getting work. Such a nice guy, but I just don't—I I just don't get it. Um, and he has proven me right again. You know, this this team should not have finished thirteenth. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, there's no way. I mean, you see what Tedesco did with Leipzig after he came in and completely turned things around. I had similar expectations with Wolfsburg if they had hired the right coach. It sounds harsh, but I, I truly believe that. Um, but, you know, they haven't. And maybe they will learn eventually. Um, yeah, so this is the game I'm going to. The next one, Stefan. Leverkusen mm-hmm. are against Freiburg. So obviously, it's my match of the day. Um, Leverkusen qualified for the Champions League already, again. Or for, yeah, no, they were absent last year. So they're, they're back in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting stuff happening there. And the player, my player to watch is Diaby. Um, Diaby finally learned how to pass Diaby. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's such a wonderful player. And just as he's getting good, it looks like Leverkusen are going to sell him. (laughs) Really curious where he ends up. I I personally think he has Newcastle written all over him. Um, You know, this this would be the typical kind of signing for them with all the money that they have now. And Leverkusen will probably happily take all their money and more. Yeah. Um, And I, I had this game on the radar because at the time I was thinking, well, Freiburg could could finish and reach the the Champions League. I still think that's possible. Um, It's very difficult for them because I think Leipzig, as we said earlier, Leipzig will probably get the job done. Um, And I had a hard time tipping this match because Feiburg have kind of blown it in the last couple of match days. Mm. And I'm not sure that they're going to have the energy to, to finish in, in fashion here. Um, so I have this down as a 2-1 Leverkusen win.
0: Yeah, I actually kind of came to the same conclusion. Initially, I did think, well, you know, Freiburg kind of need to pick something up here. Um, they should, they really should be going to this match to claim something. But I just feel like that result last weekend just took all the wind out of their sails. Um, they've kind of blown it, for lack of a better expression. Um and I just can't really see them over the course of ninety minutes just dominating this Leverkusen side. I think Leverkusen have quietly but confidently just kind of got on with the rest of their season. All the pressure's just kind of fallen off them because no one expects them to, you know, challenge for the title. No one's expect, expect expecting them to kind of punch above the way like we did maybe in the first half of the season. Mm. They kinda of got all their um disappointment out of the way quite early this season you know everyone everyone had kind of given up on Leverkusen back in like February or something so last couple of months and of course a large part of that's down to the fact they've lost a huge number of players to injury and there's not much they could do about it those some of those players have come back most notably Patrick Sheik he's back looking as good as ever um And I just think they've kind of just been grinding out decent results. I think over the last 10 games now, they're actually second only to Bayern and maybe Dortmund, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Let me double-check that, actually. Uh, Sorry, only second. One point behind Bayern over the course of the last 10 games and a level with Leipzig. So that just kind of shows how quietly but confidently they've been getting on with their business. And I think even though they've got nothing to play for uh, this weekend, I think they'll probably still beat Freiburg. So, I've gone with a
1: 3 2 win for Leverkusen. Yeah, so we're on a similar page here. Um, I think the only hope for Freiburg here is that uh, Leverkusen might be starting backup goalkeeper Lunev. Mm. Oh, we'll see. Um, You know, the final match, they can come up with some some surprises. Uh, Not all hope is lost. But you know who is going to watch this game? Um, is Union Berlin because Union Mm -hmm. if Freiburg lose as we predict and they beat Bochum which is what I predict I think they're going to beat uh, Bochum 3-0 would jump to 5th which would be an insane result for for, for Union Berlin that's a direct Europa League spot straight into the group stage
0: (laughs) That's an interesting point isn't it they've kind yeah. of have they've also flown under the radar this season they've actually they're the other team alongside Leipzig and Leverkusen have picked up as, as many points and only one less than Bayern in the last 10 games which is just the most incredible end to the season if you think about it um I've also got them beating Bochum. I've got a 1-0 win mm-hmm. which if I'm not mistaken also puts them in fifth place for me as well yeah. um and you know fair play to them everyone's been going on about freiburg and god knows there's enough freiburg fans on twitter to fill an oil tanker but um no one's no one's really making the no one's really making the case for anyone berlin here who's, you know potential team of the season manager of the season whoever head coach of the season whatever you want to call it uh, because they have been every bit as impressive as freiburg okay they haven't reached a cup final but they came very close against leipzig yeah. um And yeah, absolutely fair play to them. I think they've been one of the most impressive teams in the league this year. And they may end up proving it uh, in this final matchday by leapfrogging Freiburg to fifth place.
1: I also, you know, they're obviously uh, disappointed in the conference league this year, which is normal for a club being there Mm. for the first time in a long time, right? That adjustment to European football can be very difficult. But despite that, they still played a very strong uh, domestic campaign, uh, as you said, semi-final of the DFB-Pokal as well. And um I think going back to back to Europe, because we have seen that in the past that German teams make it, German teams the size of Union Berlin make it to Europe and then really struggle the following year. Um, we haven't really seen that with them. And I may suggest that if there is a team that can go on a similar run, maybe that we've seen from Frankfurt, it could be them. I think they they will do quite well in the Europa League next year. Because I think um, the experience that they had this year will really aid them. They are um, making some interesting transfers as well already. Uh, Leveling from third is was was signed today, right? Uh, and then um, I just think that because of the stadium too, I think is it's a hot atmosphere. It's a mm. great place. They will finally have fans for the European nights too. They, I have them kind of on the radar as being one of those teams that could actually do quite well in this competition. So. Hopefully we get to see it. I think um, it'd be great to have them there and do similar things that we've seen from uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. And uh, speaking of Eintracht Frankfurt, they have a derby against Mainz. Um, Not sure they're really going to care about it much because I think they are fully preparing for the big match next weekend, uh, next week, uh, midweek in Sevilla. A hundred thousand ticket requests. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. That's absolutely insane. But yeah, they actually do have a derby against Mines. Uh, <laughs> uh, I went for a two-two draw there.
0: Oh, really interesting. Mm-hmm. I've won for, I've won for 2-0 win to Mines in this game. I think this is a open and shut case, easily enough. Um, I know it's a derby, but I just <laughs> Frankfurt at the moment could not care less about a Bundesliga. But it did quite play play quite well last match day. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I don't know. I just I think I've got a golden rule: never bet against Mainz at home. Always mm. bet against them away. <laughs> you know that's this is this is true. Um, yeah, I don't think in, in the in the grand scheme of things, it's not really a match that means a huge amount to either team, if I'm not mistaken. So it could go anyway. It really could go anyway. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Frankfurt even dropped half a team. Although maybe not. Well, Lastner
1: said he wants to play his best team. Yeah. Well, in maybe... anticipation, like, do use it as a as a preparation for yeah. Wednesday's game. It's Wednesday, yeah, right? Wednesday night, I think? Yep. Yeah, perfect. We'll watch that together in Hamburg. We'll have a reaction <laughs> podcast right after. We might be BS deep, though, so uh, stay tuned. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, it's a dead rubber. Um, so get rid of that quickly. Gladbach against Hoffenheim. Speaking of dead rubbers. Hmm. Uh, I had a hard time tipping this one. And I don't think either side is going to care much. And um, Gladbach did play a game yesterday against Ukraine mm. to collect money. So good for them. Um, I don't know. I just went for a 2-2 draw. I mean, I- I'm tempted to even say something crazy like a 4-4, 3-3 or something. You know, when teams like that don't care anymore, it just invites all sort of craziness. Yeah. Um, so, I'm saying too true, but expect I'm expecting a high scoring affair.
0: Yeah, I've gone for something similar. I've gone for a 3 2 win to the Gladbach, and I completely agree with you. It's a game that matters very little to either team. The only thing I think that's swayed it for me is that Hoffenheim have been absolutely dreadful yeah, sure. um, in the second half of the season. Over the course of the last 10 games, they're actually the third worst team in a division, only Armenia Bielefeld and Grotefert have picked up fewer points. um, And in contrast, Gladbach have kind of been actually quite good recently. They've kind of pulled themselves out of the relegation race. They're back in mid-table. Okay, there's not a huge amount left for them to play for, but I think they're quite happy with the idea of finishing the season on a strong note. You know, they picked up a win against Leipzig. They picked up a decent draw against Frankfurt on the road. um, And I think they'd kind of fancy themselves to be this Hoffenheim side. So... I think I agree with you. I think it's going
1: to be a silly match because it's the end of the season, but I think it's going to be 3 2. I think like, I remember once, I think it was 1860 against, can't remember who they were playing, but it was one of those matches that really didn't matter anymore. And I think the final, I think it was against Schalke. I think the final result was 5 4. <laughs> it was like, it was on a match day. I, I'm going to find this and maybe add it to the notes or something, but like it was 5-4 and Schalke had bought this Turkish guy. It was the first Turkish player to be bought from Turkey. Um, he came from Trabzonsport. I can't remember his name. And he he finally actually scored a goal for them in this match. And I think it was 5-4. Neither side had anything to play for. And it was a, a hot summer day and it is hot in Germany right now. And... Um, at the Olympia Stadion and this match was just bonkers Um, but yeah, this is the sort of thing that I think of when we see it every season especially on days like we have right now where it's really warm in May sometimes May is is like a full-on summer month right now as it is right now and um, then you see really silly results Um, and that's the question mark with our last match, Augsburg against Fürt. speaking of a dead rubber holy smokes, I mean this is Fürth's goodbye match from the Bundesliga probably for some time (laughs) Um, Augsburg probably couldn't care less either. Yeah. Um, maybe Ricardo Pepe will score his first goal for, for <laughs> Augsburg. Uh, this 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 could be a good time for him to do it. The poor kid. Yeah. I mean, like he needs a proper proper like summer to prep for the Bundesliga and uh, get get put in a system that actually works for him because he was loaded with expectations and crumbled underneath them. And uh, thankfully, didn't matter because Augsburg are going to stay up. And they're playing uh, a match day thirty-four game. And we all probably thought that they this was a do-to-die game for them. Um it's not, it doesn't matter. I went for a simple 2-0 win here. And I'm predicting it right now, Stefan. Pepe's getting to score his first goal. If Pepe doesn't start this game, you have to
0: seriously question what's going on at Augsburg. Because yeah. the per- I mean, not really, because he doesn't he hasn't deserved to start it, to be perfectly honest with you. And you know, obviously Feinseal's been justified and in- how he's picked his team because they've avoided relegation again uh, but in this dead rubber, give the kid a chance come on um, I've gone for 2-1 in this game for Augsburg just because, as you said, it doesn't really matter but they're a better team. Having said that you do often sometimes find in these games when these play these teams have nothing left to play for, the, the team that are they relegated just play with no, all sorts of freedom and they end up upsetting the odds so I wouldn't be surprised if Furt actually picked up a win here but I've gone for two months to Augsburg and to the little Bavarians, as I called them last week. And someone put someone on Twitter, I think, uh, (laughs) tweeted us saying how much they love that expression. So I might just stick with it for next season, see Mm -hmm. if I can get it to catch on. You should go to
1: Furt and call them little Bavarians, see what happens. (laughs) 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 I mean, not not only are they a part of. Bavaria's second city, the capital of Franconia, Nuremberg, but they're actually just a suburb of that. (laughs) I'm being brutal here. Uh, Fürth is actually one of the most traditional football football cities in Germany. Uh, Obviously, Nuremberg is too. Nuremberg used to be a record champion in German football, believe it or not. I might. I I haven't actually heard back from Nuremberg yet, so I'm not sure yet if I'm going to go to their game on Sunday or not. This is for the second division. I, my originally plan, Stefan, was to be there to see, get, see Schalke promoted. Um, they spoiled that plan by getting promoted a match day early. Boo. But um, I am going to be in Nuremberg on Sunday to to see them regardless. And yeah, it's a very historic football region, both Furt and Nuremberg. And sadly, we're going to have Nieder next year. Um, yeah. But yeah. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting weekend because we have the Bundesliga 2 as well. Um, still some decisions. We had a Bremen just need one point to go up. Hamburg need to win. And then we'll find out um, where the dice, how the dice will fall and what matches we get in the promotion relegation playoffs.
0: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to this weekend, even though a lot of the games don't matter. I think it's just always so much fun and so much nonsense. So it
1: should be yeah. tremendous fun. Absolutely. Yeah, Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Um, we'll be back next week to wrap it all up. Don't worry. Lots of transfer stories, too. So stay tuned. They're all going to come your way. Um, you and I will be in Hamburg next week, too. Really looking forward to that as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, some really cool content coming your way, uh, both here and on Transfermarkt. Uh, as always, the show is brought to you by BetOnline and we'll be back soon. Until then, auf Wiedersehen.